Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute and email us your story at newlifewoc at aol.com. As we continue to share the truth of God's word all around the world, we encourage you to partner with us financially at newlifewoc.com. Thanks again. Enjoy today's message from Pastor Anthony Jones. What? Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like God has somehow forsaken you? Okay, praise the Lord. All right. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? All right. Now, we're going to build on this today because what you have to understand, Gideon was threshing wheat behind the wine press so that he could hide it from the Midianites, their enemies. But in his heart, Gideon was tired of being under the oppression of his enemies. God, he was tired. He was doing what he had to do, but he was tired. <clears throat> he wanted better for his life, and the angel of the Lord rewarded him by telling him to go. I'm sending you. Now, why am I sharing this with you? Because I believe in all my heart that God has created you special. Even when your current state in life says something different, your life should count. Even, even when your life at the moment is telling you something different, you got to understand that God created you special. Somebody say, I'm special. And, and listen, and your life should count. Your life shouldn't be just this, this menial expression of day in and day out, getting up, going to work, coming home, cooking dinner, going to bed, or take a shower, go to bed. You got it? Your life should count. Your life should count for something. And God, watch this, he wants to send you. Somebody say, God, God. wants to send me. Now, go, go to James 4. Go to James 4. Go to James 4. God wants to send you now. Now, you got to be willing because at that point in time, you know, Gideon could say, no, no, God, I think you got the wrong person. You know, I think you better go get somebody else. I'm hiding just like everybody else. Yeah. Oh, that's what we say. God, I'm struggling just like everybody else. No, but God, God still wants to send you. Somebody say, God wants to send you. James 4, verse 6. James 4, verse 6. Give me, a, give me a chance to build what I want to get to today. James 4, verse 6. And it says, but he giveth more grace. Somebody say, more grace. more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Watch this. And he will flee from you. So in simple terms, there is a benefit that flows from God when a person chooses to be humble. You got it? So, so what I want to do for a brief moment is I want, I want to look at, 
you know, being a humble person. Now, now when, you're, when you're humble, that doesn't mean um, you passive. Because I think people think, you know, when you start talking about being humble, they start thinking you're supposed to be passive. No, I'm not. When I'm talking about humble, I'm talking about a person that is willing to submit to God. It means that that person is, is teachable. You got it? He's able to receive instructions and then act on the instructions that he get. So humility is submitting yourself to God. It's yielding to him. And he is looking for humble folk. Because not, not, the Bible just said he resists the proud. Okay, let me tell you. The folk who think they know it all. Come on, no, no, the Bible says he resists the what? Proud. But he gives grace. Now, now we, grace is multifaceted. I think we talked about this a little bit on Wednesday night. You know, there's not just saving grace. You got it. But, you know, there's some healing grace. There's some prosperity grace. There's some restoration grace. Whatever kind of grace you need, watch this, God has for you. But this grace is tapped by people who are willing to be humble. Which means you can't think you know it all. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Now go, go to 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles 16. 2 Chronicles 16 and, and, and 9. Because you can get to the point where you know, you know God's speaking to you, but you know you're going to do what you won't do. See, see, what you do is you block the flow of grace. The grace you need to help you, you can't get because you're not teachable. All right? 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles um, 16 uh, let's go to verse 9. 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. Now, I'm, I'm going somewhere now. Just stay with me. 2 Chronicles 16 and 9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore, from henceforth, Thou shalt have wars. Now, we're going we to build on this in a few minutes, but what I want to do is just look at this part of, part of it because God will find the one who hungers and desires him, the one who is not satisfied with what everybody else is selling for. Not, not, when you, when, listen, when you choose to stop selling for what everybody else around you is selling for. You got it. God going to locate you. It's like, have you ever been on a, have you ever seen something on the screen? Uh, I know they had these screens, but it's look like it's not, oh, a radar. It's called a radar. And, and on, on the plane, and, 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 and when the plane gets in the, uh, uh, I guess, in the vicinity of the radar, it starts having this bleep, 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 bleep. You know, when you was outside, when you was out of range, you didn't get a bleep. But when you got in range, you got a what? Bleep. See, when you humble, you get a bleep. Now, as long as you stay proud and think you know everything, you outside of the range of God's grace. But when you begin to humble yourself, come on, you get in range. Come on, ask your neighbor, say, are you in range? <laughs> All right, now, 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 the, the, now at the core at the core um, of humility is learning to be God-dependent instead of self-dependent. 
All right, this is at the core root of humility. See, a person who is humble is a person who is God-dependent. A person that is not self-dependent, but God-dependent. Now, it's learning how to trust God and his word instead of your own strength, skill, talent, and ability. Even though you got strength, even though you got talent, even though you possess what? Ability, ability, ability. I learned to trust who? God. I don't make a move until I first talk to who? God. All right. Now let's look at this. Go to 2 Chronicles 16. Go up to verse uh, 1. I told you it's going to connect in a few minutes. 2 Chronicles 16 and verse 1. And it says, In the sixth and thirteenth year of the reign of Asa, Basha, king of Israel, came up against Judah and built Ramah to the intent that he might let none go out or come in to Asa, the king of Judah. Now, the kingdom of Israel at this time was broken into two parts. You had the southern kingdom, which was two tribes, and they were Judah. And then you had the northern tribes, ten tribes, and that was Israel. Now, Asa was king of Judah, and the king of Israel came against him and began to build a town called Ramah. Now, this town was strategically located where it could cut off Judah's supplies and prevent communication with any other country. This was going to help bring about Judah's defeat. So what the king of Israel said, he said, listen, now we're getting ready to go ahead and take out Judah. So but the first thing we're going to do, we're going to build this city in Ramah, Ramah and we're going to cut them off from everybody else. All right? Now, pick it up in verse 2. Verse 2, and it says, Then Asa brought out silver and gold out of the treasures of the house of the Lord and the king's house, and sent to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, that dwelt at Damascus, saying, There is a league between me and thee, and there was between my father and thy father. Behold, I have sent thee silver and gold. Go break thy lead with Baash, king of Israel, that he may depart from me. And Ben-Hadad hearkened unto King Asa and sent the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel, and they smote Ijon and Dan and Abilim. Abel. Abilim? Okay, y'all got it. And all the store cities of Nephetili. And it came to pass when Basha heard it, that he left off building of Ramah and let his work cease. Then Asa the king, uh, king took all Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and the timber thereof, wherewith Basha was building, and he built therewith Geba and Mesra. Okay, now let's take a look at this. Now, this sounds like a good plan. No, it sounds like a really good plan. Israel, well, Judah had really um, thwarted Israel's attack against them. You got it? Judah went down, you know, because he gave the king the money so that he'll come and attack Israel. Now, when he went to attack Israel, Israel had to go and fight with them, Syria. Now, when he left to fight with them, Judah went and tore down everything that they was building to cut them off from everybody else. And then they took their supplies 
and watch this, and use their supplies to build what they wanted to build. Sound like a good plan. Listen, they didn't, listen there was no blood shed. He didn't shed, none of his people die. You got it. You know, he didn't even have to fight. You got it. So it sounds like a good plan. Now, and most of us would say, what's wrong with that? Problem solved. Come on. Well, I mean, you could, listen, Joker come and attack you, and you come up with this plan and say, listen, Doc, we ain't even got to go to battle. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the money out of the house of the Lord. I'm going to take some money out of my house. I'm going to send it to the king in another country so that he'll attack them. Now, when he attacked them, they're going to have to turn their attention from us. Then I can go tear down what they were trying to do against us. You got it. No harm, no foul, good plan. Everything's good in the hood. How smart am I? That sounds right, right? See, now you're going to see something because this is what a lot of us do. You got situations come up in our life and we just solve the problem. And listen, and the problem got solved and it seems like everything's good. All right. Go to verse 7. Seven. Got to keep reading sometime. Then Asa, the king, no, verse 7. And at that time, Hananiah, the seer, came to Asa, king of Judah. Just say the prophet, the man of God, came, came to him, said, what's up, Asa? He says, because thou hast relied on the king of Syria and not relied on the Lord thy God. Therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thy hand. Now hold, hold, hold. Hold. Now he wasn't fighting against Syria. He used Syria to get Israel off him. But watch this. It was God's plan for him to have Syria. Now keep going. Verse Verse 8. Were not the Ethiopians and the Lubbans a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet because thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thine hand. Now here's the thing he says, yet because you did not rely on the Lord. Now let's go back a couple chapters and look at this battle with the Ethiopians. Because remember now, God gives grace to the humble, and he resists the proud. So there was a battle that he, was, that he was in not too long ago. You got it? But he relied on the Lord to fight his battle. But now, in this time, he's not going to rely on God. He's going to figure it out himself. And the prophet shows, shows up and says, Doc, you done messed up. Okay, watch it. Flip over to verse um, chapter 14. Chapter 14. Give me a few more minutes, y'all. I'm not going to take long. 14, verse 8. Now, verse 8. And it says, And Asa had an army of men that bear targets and spears out of Judah, 300,000, um, and out of Benjamin that bear shields, and drew bows 200, 200, 200 and fourscore thousand, and these were mighty men of valor. 
So it says now, Judah basically had 580,000 men. You got it? That he was getting, that he was getting ready to sit, that he was getting ready to take it, I'm um, sending it to the battle. All right? Verse, uh, verse 9. And there came out against um, them Zerah, the Ethiopian, with an host of a thousand thousand and three hundred chariots and came unto Meshna. You got it? So now, he was going against Ethiopian, all right? And that thousand thousand means that they had over a million. So he had 580,000, and the Ethiopians had how many? A million. Now, that looked like outnumbered. You got it? So the odds were really against him. You got it? Verse uh, 10. Then Asia went out against him, and they set the battle in array in the valley of Sephatai and Marcia. And Asia cried unto the Lord his God and said, Lord, watch this, it is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us, O Lord, our God, for we rest on thee. Underline that. For we rest on thee, and in thy name we go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art our God. Let no man prevail against us. So the Lord smote the Ethiopians before Asa and before Judah, and the Ethiopians fled, and you can read the rest of it. He beat them down and took all their money. You got it? He had 580,000 men against over a million men, and watch this. Before he went to war, watch this. He says, God, I rely on you. And then it says that God smote the Ethiopians. All right? Now, make this statement. I want you to hear me. You are not humbling yourself when you try to figure out everything on your own. And the root of this mentality is pride. And, and the Bible says that God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the what? Humble. At the core of pride is this dependence on self. You are just going to figure out myself, you got it, what needs to be done. I'm going to rely on my strength, my skill, my ability, and my intellect. And we see in this, God had a problem with it. Now, 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 now flip back over uh, to verse chapter 16. Chapter 16. Because we see in chapter 16 that King Asa is being rebuked, rebuked for this in 2 Chronicles 16. Instead of trusting God and going to battle, he took the money from the temple and the palace and sent them to the king of Syria to hire them to fight against Judah's, Judah's enemy. Now, here's what I want you to get from this. This is why I shared all of this with you. You got it? It is not a matter of just getting the right result. It matters how you got it. No, this, no, no I want, this is what I, I said all of that. I, I read all of that to get to this very point right here. 
See, a whole lot of people, they're just result-driven. As long as I get the what? Results. All right? But it's not a matter of just getting results. It's a matter of how you got the results. You got it? So now, watch this. This means, watch this, that I can get results, or watch this, even what the world calls good results, but I haven't relied on God. Now, this is, this is what happened. He, he got, watch this, in his mind, I got good results. Nobody died. I thwarted their plan to come against us, and it only cost me a little bit of money, even though that money had to come out of God's house. <laughs> uh, even though, listen, even though it got to come out of God, you know, can I mess with you a little bit? Now, because, it, listen, listen, it didn't matter where it come, just, just as long as I can get these folk off of me. And it'll, it'll make a difference. And, I mean, and this is what folk do. They just want results. But with God, it's not about just results. It's about how did you get the results. See, some folk just want the house. Come on, come on. And you may got a house. But the question is, how did you get the house? You may, you may be driving that car. You may have gotten the what? car. But the question is how did you how did you get the what? Car? And God is concerned about the how. See because this is where people in church they get confused when they see all these folk in the world getting all these results. You got it? When it looked like you're not getting any results. But here's what you got to understand. God is very concerned about how you get your results. Did you get your results depending on you or did you get your results depending on me? And this is what you got to begin to ask yourself. You got to begin to talk, talk to your, 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 your family and your kids. You got it? Because that, well, I got a good family. Okay, but how did you get this quote-unquote good family? Because what it looks like now May not be how it ended up, ends up. See, come, come on. Because it looked good for Aza, right? It looked very good for Aza. It looked like, listen, he, 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 he got out of going to war. He got out of fighting. He got out of losing any lives. But if you'll continue to read on, you'll find out this. Well, I say, go, 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 to, go to 2 Chronicles 16. Let me get back there. And I think we're going to go to verse 10. Uh, verse uh, 9. That's what we read earlier. He says, watch this. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose hearts is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Ho, 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 ho. What did he do? What did he do? He figured out what to do without consulting God. Now, I need y'all to hear this. Hear me this morning. 
he figured out what to do without even consulting God about it. And now God says that's foolish. See, we think, we think it's okay because we live in this world. We think it's okay just to do, you know, what we think is right. But in Proverbs, it says that there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end, that, no, uh-uh, but the end thereof is what? Destruction. So, so, so when, when you're trying to figure out what you need to do and how you need to do, my, my, my point to you today is, is maybe you want to pause and take a moment and talk to God and ask God, what do you want me to do? Because, because now, because here's the bottom line, God, I need your help. See, but, but, but people in the church, I'm talking about the church, we got this dependence on self, this dependence on my profession, this dependence on my doctor, but we have no dependence on God, and at the core of that is called pride. And the Bible says that God resists the proud. So, I'm all, listen, I want, I want, listen, I want good results too. But here, here's the thing. I want results that's going to last. Because we're going to see what's going to happen with King Asa. What he thought he was avoiding, his life ended up being plagued with. <laughs> now, now, he was trying to avoid war. And now, here, here God shows up. He says, now from here on, the only thing you're going to have is war. <laughs> okay, some of y'all can get it. Because you just sit around always trying to avoid the problem. And now you're wondering why you continue to have. But we, if you would just take the time. You, listen, you're saved. For, you, you, listen, God is your father. And do you ever think just to pause for a moment and say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? See, you want to know why most believers don't do that? Because they know what God going to say is not what they really want to do. Come on, y'all, come on, y'all, come on. That's, that's why your kids don't come and ask you some stuff. <laughs> come on, they, they, your kid ain't gonna come. Hey, hey, dad, my friends, they going out drinking this week. You know, uh, can I go to that? Can I go out drinking with them? Come, are they gonna ask you that? Now, if your kid will ask you that, you need to talk to me for real. <laughs> you got it. now. They they not gonna come and ask you that. Why? Because they know how you what feel about it. So what they'll do is they'll just go out and do. What they want to do without asking. And then stuff jump off. And now they come to you talking about, why daddy? No, no, no. no. This is, I'm trying to get you to see something. This is how we do to God. Why couldn't we just can't pause for a moment and say, God, okay, listen. Now, I really want to do this, but you know what? God, I know that you resist the proud. Folk who do what they want to do. But I know, watch this, you give grace to the humble. The person who will seek you. The person, watch this, who will hear what you say and do 
even though they don't like it. Second Chronicles 16, verse 10. Uh, verse 10. Then Asa, watch this, was wroth with the seal. Ho, ho. So Asa got mad with the prophet. You got it? And put him in prison. Come on, that was some of y'all do to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> put him in prison. I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> you know, you, listen, when you don't want to hear from somebody, what you do? Come on, you cut him off. You put him away. Spirit of the Lord tell you to do one thing, and because you don't like the message of the messenger. Come on, what you do is you just put it away. Okay, let me say it like this. You just dismiss it. You, listen, you know what the Lord said, do. You, uh, you, listen, you ain't even got to ask somebody what you supposed, what you need to do in this situation, but you just dismiss it. You put it in prison. Verse, uh, verse 10, for he was in a rage with him because of this thing, and Asa oppressed some of the people the same time. Oh, so, so now, now you're hurting other folk for no reason. Because, oh, come on, oh, no. It's called collateral damage. Because you want to do what you want to do, you not only end up hurting you, but now, watch this, you're hurting other folk around you. But you don't even care. Why? Because this is what I want to do. Thank you for that one hand clap. Praise the Lord for that one thunderous hand clap. But this is how we live our life. But keep going, keep going, keep going. Watch this. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, verse 11. And behold, watch this. The acts of Asa, first and last. Lo, they are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. And Asa, in the thirty and ninth year of his reign, was diseased in his what? In his feet, until his disease was exceedingly great, yet in his disease. <laughs> oh, y'all go get it. Some of y'all go get it if you're Yet in his disease, he sought not God. The decision you made is costing you all this trouble, but yet, come on, you seek not God. You know, listen, the Bible says the curse causeless don't come. But you're so, you're so proud that you want to do what you want to do. And your decision is costing you, watch this, all this pain. A foot disease end up killing them. And this is what I'm saying. So why? But this is what we do. Now, it may not, see, it may not, 
It may not be, a, uh, see, death sometimes may not, it's not just talking about natural death. But stuff start dying in your life. Stuff that was once flourishing. Come on. Come on. Because, because, not, not because you was hearing from God, doing what God told you to do, your stuff was flourishing. But then what you decided to do is you decided to get the big head. You said, that's all right. You know, I ain't got to pray like I used to. I ain't got to read like I used to. Man, I ain't got to go to that church and listen to that joker like I used to. I can just stream. But I ain't got to come to church no more. You got it? See, now, 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 now let's, let's hear what I'm talking about. So, so now, you got it? Because of your unwillingness to do what you had to do to get to where you are, now, watch this, what you got cannot be sustained because you're no longer dependent and trusting God, but you trust in self. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and what? Pray. Come on, he said, now, see, see you don't even need to pray until you first get humble. You got it, and you got it. See, you trying to pray, but you still ain't trying to hear what God got to say. So, really ain't no need for you to what? Pray. Because you got to humble yourself first. Then you pray. Then God will heal. Who land? Your land. What's your land? See, everybody, no, everybody want to use that as some kind of thing for the country. No, that's talking about you. There's sickness in your house. Do you want to heal? No, no, come on. There's sickness in your body. Do you want to heal? There's sickness in your money. You know it won't work. It's always running out. Do you want to what? Heal it, or do you going to continue to do it your way? Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's right. That's it. It's got to be this dependence on God. God, but folks don't want to depend. They want to depend on everybody else. What this person got to say, what that person, what, what I think. Now, here's the question. What is God saying to you? This is what I want you to get. This is all I want you to get today. What is God saying to you? Because now, watch this. God wants you. Oh, Jesus. Come on. He wants you. So what does God say? What is God saying to you about yourself? I know what you want to do. How many folk got some stuff they want to do, but they know it ain't what God want to do? <laughs> don't be scared. I raise my hand. I raise my hand. Y'all say, don't say, I want to raise your hand. If they didn't raise their hand, tell them you better stop lying in church. <laughs> stuff you want, you probably had some stuff you wanted to do this morning. Oh, you did. You you probably had stuff you want to do this morning. Our men's group met yesterday morning at seven at seven a.m. Now, this group got serious now, 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. You got, and, 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 and some of them got that saying, they got that saying, man, I ain't want to come here. <laughs> now, they, and they, they ain't want to come here. But they, they didn't want to come there and meet with some other men and just talk about God. When they got up, <laughs> what I'm saying, all week I ain't want to come. <laughs> he didn't say that morning. He said, I've been dreading this all week. Hey, <laughs> love. <laughs> Am I lying? Y'all in there? And what I'm saying, oh, wake up and you got so, so, but here's the thing. See, it's not about what you want to do. 
See, the question is, well, what did God have to say about that? Or did you even ask God? So now, when your, when your, when your wheels fall off and the thing crash, you got it, don't trip. Because, watch this, this is what you chose without God. And that's all I tell folks, just live with it. Just live with it. So you got one or two ways. Either I'm going to trust God, or I'm going to depend on God, or I'm going to do it myself. Now here's the thing. God's eyes, in God's eyes, the journey is more important than the destination. No, that's a tweet. Come on, some of y'all going to hit it. Going to hit Pastor AJ. Come on, the journey. God is concerned about the journey. How are you getting to your destination? He just ain't concerned about the destination, even though the destination is important. But you may get to the destination, but you didn't do it God's way. So now even though you dare, God didn't get you there. So wherever God don't get you, he ain't got to keep you. He ain't got to keep you. So, so, so now, when I understand that, so this is what this means. Watch this. I may be up today, but here's one of the things if God didn't get me there, down coming. No, it's coming. Now, I, now how it's going to come down, I don't know. Because you don't get to choose how. But this is what I do know. When you make decisions in your life and you don't consult with God about them, listen, it's not going to end well. It's not going to end well. So, this is what I'm saying. God resists the proud, but he gives, come on, grace to the what? Humble. Give the Lord a hand clap of prayer. That's all I got this morning. For more lessons from Pastor Anthony Jones and New Life Church, please subscribe to this podcast. You can also go to newlifewoc.com for our live streaming service times. Thanks for listening.